<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Wow, you guys. I mean, I know it's a few days past when this episode will come out, but Andrea and Brian, all of our listeners, <laughs> 10 years married. 10 years married. It's official. What the fuck is going on? I think that's what's official. Time is weird. It moves, baby. I mean, you were there and 10 years ago and it like it it feels like 10 years, but like it doesn't feel like 10 years, you know? I fully understand that because like when you think back about it, you know, I I think what's more freaky is not to be like, I can't believe it's 10 years, but 10 years ago, would I have ever pictured this? You know what I'm saying? Like us living in Los Angeles, having a podcast after surviving two years of a pandemic. I know, I know. If only like this, we could have just like seen the cards that night. I do love a moment though that's like, who would have thunk it? Um, who woulda? You know. But yeah, it it's fun to track that progress. I feel like it gets a little scarier, like maybe in another ten years, because then you're like, okay, it's a countdown. I know. Um, I was telling Brian at dinner last night. I was like, in 10 years, you know, he was like, in 10 years, I'll be 56. And I was like, I thought about it. And I was like, but that's not that bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, after you're, you're married for 20 years, like, it doesn't seem as, as bad as it could no, be. No, I know. Aging is just such a mind fuck. It's so crazy because it just, it sounds worse than it is. Oh, it's. Totally. And it's, I don't know. We are also like cheersing to the fact that like we really get off on like being adults now, like 10 years later, we're like, oh, it's so nice to like go to bed early and like save our money. (laughs) I don't know. Like have like, uh, not everything's perfect, but we just, we just really we're celebrating the fact that we're like adulting pretty hard, you know? I love it. I mean, and you know, like, don't get me wrong. There is, I, there's still a young wild mare lurking inside me that oh. could absolutely blow some tip money. I mean, I mean, I'm still. We spent uh, half our tab was cocktails last night. We went to a, a nice fancy dinner. 
last night. Uh, I'm a little hungover today because I haven't had whiskey or vodka in a really long time. And I and drink together, them both last night. Yeah, not not recommended together well, on a big night. you do a martini to start and then you want like your old fashioned at the end, you know? Like I, I, I'm just, you're talking to like of uh, someone who despises vodka, really. So Got it. I mean, like, so we, we checked out this fun new spot at the Roosevelt in Hollywood called The Bearish. It's like Nancy Silverton's mm-hmm. new restaurant there. Yes. And it was awesome. We ate inside, but it was like distance. The ceilings were very high. I was like, whatever, man. Numbers are low. I, like, every, I'm feeling good, you know? I don't feel bad about that sitch, my friend, Mm-mm. you know? Mm-mm. I think it's great. Yeah, I we're 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 pretty much gearing up to eat indoors again. It just sucks. We were like had that real brave little streak and then we're like I mean, and also fuck it. The weather's so nice here. It's like enjoyed the patio for a while longer anyways, but it's like, yeah, we're going to we're going to need to go sit down inside again. It's it's all it's all good. It's all happening. Well, you guys, welcome back to part 2 of Side Work Podcasts. We're talking vegetarian restaurants we're talking veganism we're talking cults (laughs) which is the cult of vegetable you know um i'm so glad this is a two-parter you know and like us getting into it i i'm super excited for everybody to listen more to part two because shit's weird well yeah i definitely started mentioning a few things to to the team i work with and like four people on our zoom call we're like i eat at loving hut all the time wait what and then because we didn't really get into loving hut but that's Uh a big franchise but apparently like it's a very low stakes culty it's like they're not really trying to do anything super nefarious um but there is a there is you know um like great leader there is you know that sort of if you will a guru Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then other people knew all about the yellow deli. I yeah, we, uh-huh, which sorry, I think that's foreshadowing because we're about to get into it, right? Yes, in this week's episode. Yes. Okay, so that's some foreshadowing that people fucking know what we are about to get into. Um, so yeah, that being said, we don't have any additional server submitted stories. A Thanks a lot, everybody. Yeah, and also I'm gonna say right now <laughs> it's October and Halloween is our favorite holiday as friends and hosts of this show. Um, we're ready for your spooky tales. You guys, did you work exactly. at did you work at a haunted place? Do you have a great Halloween story? We're waiting we're thirsty for the stories guys this is this is the time of year where we just really shine you guys shine you know did you work on a haunted shrimp boat that served food or something crazy like that who knows we are here for any and all of your spooky october stories maybe you Um, and i should like go to haunt a haunted restaurant and bar on purpose this this season absolutely i wonder if the tam o'shanterns haunted um, yeah it's just yeah i mean i don't know i think it's just, i think i've probably made this joke i think it's just soaked in anti like old vintagey walt disney anti-semitism it is it's haunted with old-timey racism um <laughs> well we can we can i mean there's that whole like uh haunted bar and you can sort of do like a haunted pub crawl mm-hmm. which now that life is semi-viable again like we can get back into that so i'd be down do you- 
Do you think that haunted pub crawls like piss ghosts off and they're just like, why would I just like pub call pub crawls are horrible for everybody except for the people who are in the pub crawl. We've talked about it on this <laughs> show and how yes, it just and anybody who, 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 who bears witness to it that's just trying to live their regular life or afterlife in this case. Do you I think know. they're just like, oh, fuck, here we fucking go i got here we go i got Emily. murdered in the bathroom and these fuckers are profiting off of it and like barfing all over where i was killed i i know oh, god they're like you know you would never come here any other time of the year and my story's just as valid about how i was murdered you know um <laughs> That spooky talk does lead very nicely into a quick headline. Uh, We've got two of them that we're going to throw at you. But um, the takeout just posted this really fun map. I guess it changes from year to year. But it's a map of America's favorite Halloween candy shown state by state. (laughs) And it I'm thrown. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be thrown because, you know, and obviously we have. Uh, on One Star Podcast Network, The Modern Waiter. Mm -hmm. We did this super fun, you know, the best candy brackets episode with them. I, again, did not realize I was so passionate and or angry at some candy and like would would die for others, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's some real upsets, folks. Uh, So I think we have to put this one on on the Instagram. It's so fun. But uh, first, Andrea, your home state. What what's up? What's up with Nebraska? Oh, so okay. Well, can we preface how they're doing the ranking and yes. of this first? So I think it's a little flawed, mm-hmm. but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun, but it's flawed. Yes. So it's essentially like a, the top Googled candy. Like, is that correct? Yeah, like or the state. most searched. You know, um, basically, yeah. Uh, I think that's it's w- not on sale. Okay, here's what they say: it's based not on the sales of it, but the, the data. Search. Got uh, it. Basically, the search and the volume. Okay. Um, okay. And they did they did go out of the way to disqualify candies that don't fall under like the Halloween umbrella. Like they're like, okay, no bubble gum, none of that bullshit, no and raisins. no raisins, which is also <laughs> evil. Uh, yeah. Um, so Nebraska is Tootsie Pops. That is that's this year's number one Halloween candy, according to the research and the survey put out, which is like. I I don't know. That's some it's that's some pretty basic bit shit right there. That's given me some 1980s feels yeah. where it's just like we haven't upgraded our palette since then. I mean, if someone gave me a Tootsie Pop, what is that weird base flavor? It's kind of chocolatey. It's the to- there's a Tootsie Roll inside a Tootsie Pop. Yes. Mm-hmm. To- so the Tootsie Pop itself. Yes. Okay, you're bringing it all back to me now. Is that it's it's candy-fied, right? Like sugar coating it's a that sucker. tastes like yeah, Tootsie. Yeah. And so then a sucker. Cherry and orange. And then there's like, I think there's just like a straight chocolate one, Brian. I, yeah. I do think there's chocolate. But yes, the Tootsie flavor, which is still, how do you even define that? It Again, it ca- sort of falls into like a Dr. Pepper mystery taste to me. Oh, which yeah. Was totally. Sort of revealed as the secret ingredient is prune juice. I just remember it being like everybody was all about the wrappers. You want to get the star on your wrapper, your Tootsie Pop oh, wrapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, I I feel very proud. I feel 
very solid, you know, being from Michigan, who's the most searched candy was Kit Kat. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. I like it. Give me a break. I mean, break me off a piece. Kit Kats are pretty coveted in a Halloween bag. Yeah. I don't, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to backpedal, but I'm going to backpedal and say one more thing about Nebraska and that a Tootsie Pop is a major upgrade to just a Tootsie Roll. So if someone, even if they give you the big log one that has like two little, you know, sections where they've cut into it for that. you, it's like, no, get, get this Tootsie log out of here. But um, Kit Kat, Kit Kat's all day, girl. I'm telling you, because I think we talked about like Kit Kat is one of those candies where you like you put it in the freezer for a little extra intrigue when you're eating it, you know, mm-hmm. and it was very special to me because my grandfather owned a pharmacy. So, you know, old school, God, like one stoplight town, which is where, you know, my dad's from and where the pharmacy was like it used to have a soda fountain. It used to be the ice cream parlor and you would also go pick up your drugs. So of course there was a huge candy counter at his place and he would let us pick out candy. And it was such a big deal that I got to walk out of the store, not paying for a Kit Kat. And that was such a special, special (laughs) feeling to me. You're like, I just get to take it. And then every pharmacy you walked into from then on, you were like, I just get to take the candy, right, guys? Um, I love Kit Kat. I also love a a quick lunch, which is the Norwegian version of a Kit Kat, um, which is, in my opinion, it's better. It's a cleaner version. The chocolate's a little cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) But if you guys can get your hands on that shit, wowzer. Um, Hell yeah. Then we get into some mixed territory when we're like talking I'm, about this map. This map. California is like hard candy and Jolly Ranchers. The fuck, I don't, guys. I don't get it together, California. Wyoming Huge. is Swedish fish. That makes zero sense to me. What is happening? But also I'm sitting here going like Texas and California are two of the biggest states. And Texas is also Jolly Rancher. Yeah. The fuck is going on? The fuck They're is okay. going on? So is Florida. Florida is also Jolly Rancher. Oh, oh what the fuck? God damn it. And, you know, I, I'm just like, there are some real, you know, and then places that you expected to be like complete disappointments, you know, um, are really going strong. So I have to do... A major shout out to Kansas for being all about that peanut M&M. Oh, yeah. But that's also, isn't that peanut what? country? Is Kansas? No, that's Georgia. Georgia? Kansas <laughs> doesn't South. have any peanuts? No, they're they're mainly, all they're right. like a corn, corn sunflower right. state. Yeah, the pe- just peanuts are also- southern. That's a southern thing for sure. Okay, and also barbecue or whatever. But still, mad respect for Kansas, like, you know. I expected them to think Necco wafers were a real treat. Like, no offense, Kansas, you know, but, you know. Before my father got debilitating diabetes, Nebraska's number one was peanut M&M's, actually. <laughs> he can't eat them that much anymore. Um, it's so funny. Maybe that's why the search engine went down, because your dad's on a restricted diet. He may have been the driving force <laughs> behind all of those peanut M&M's. It's the first thing you ever Googled. Oh, boy. I like that there's some states that are just like, like Idaho's just like dum-dums. Whereas like yeah, wh- I mean, Washington's what like do you nerds. Do you- I just like that it's it's like that's the people that live there. 
I know, but to me, the dum-dums is throwing me because I'm like, what do y'all do? Have you only ever been in your doctor's office? <laughs> like, why is your candy palette so fucking simple and stupid? I And I did. I did shout out dum-dums on that episode with Marlon and Danny where I was just like, you know, they deserve a mention. They're not going to make it out of my top list or anything, but a free dum-dum every this once in a while. This map is weird and confuses me. That's all I'm going to Wait. Oh my God, this just flew over my head. What in the fuck is going on with Colorado? Their favorite candy is black licorice. Yeah, I saw that. And maybe it's all the old. Do I have that right? No, that's right. I- I'm seeing it. Maybe it's all the old timey prospector ghosts that are going <laughs> to learn how to use computers. You know, just it's mining so for silver. <laughs> I mean, and then I was dying laughing. Look at this bunk ass crazy fucking state. Um, it is. Oh, it's Oklahoma. Oh, circus Oklahoma. peanuts. Circus peanuts. Yeah, that's is a, their favorite Halloween candy. That's a big no no for me. There's clearly a lot of like Baptist joyless religion going on. Um. <laughs> I do not understand. This is it is this is this map is going to make you angry. So we're going to we'll share it. it. Um, Let's wait. Let's wait for the comments to pile in. <laughs> yes, of course. And you know, and you need to respond what state you're from, which you respond by saying like, "Oh, I grew up in Kit Kat," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andrea <laughs> grew up in Tootsie Pop. I grew up in Tootsie Pop. Then I then after that then after that I moved to. Um, you and I met in Airheads, mm-hmm. where we started improv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, I chased my career in Reese's Pieces, uh, which was really fun. Reese's Pieces. And then uh, currently reside in Jolly Rancher. I love it. I said, you, you don't really have much of a, you know, Kit Kat accent anymore. Like, you know, you've really, you've really lost it. I appreciate it because people. Oh, and then over there, look at look at uh, Alaska just chilling. Milky Way. Okay, so that makes sense. Milky Way, and then Hawaii just like something called Crunch. Oh yeah, I don't even <laughs> know what that means. Maybe it's a Crunch Bar, but Crunch a Crunch Bar. Maybe it's like delicious panko crusted shrimp. Look, I don't on know. Island time. They can only say the first part of the candy. <laughs> I know they're too busy they're like, enjoying Mahalo Crunch. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so moving on, this map is divisive and it's going to probably leave you feeling very weird about your favorite states. Give me some candy now. Um, so this is another devastating headline. Did you get a chance to look at this? Oh, this is a great story. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. And no one got hurt. So that's why we're saying this is an amazing fucking story. But So yeah, New York City garbage truck drags outdoor dining shed with diners inside i just told you like a month ago when i got back from my trip to brooklyn i was like i saw all the dining sheds with my own eyes and like um so this happened at bar six right which is in greenwich greenwich yep around 6 30 p.m during dinner service uh a police spokesperson said that the 30 year old driver of the truck was backing up um and then the vehicle hit the actual structure when it was backing up to collect some trash and then when it went to move forward it got stuck to the to the truck and dragged them for about i look i think 10 feet or so 
Yeah, it was they dragged a dining shed with two people still trying to dine inside while being dragged by a garbage truck. Oh, my God. Um, I love it. The manager says, obviously, it was shocking and definitely felt like an earthquake. And seeing the structure structure drag across the street was even more shocking. Obviously, they were very worried for the safety of the customers, but also everyone involved in the, in the entire incident. I- I'm surprised this hasn't happened before. And it really hasn't. If you know, I think no, no, it's it's honestly I think people I think the overall vibe and tenor of New York City is that everyone's good natured. Everyone's working with what it has to do to stay open and survive and whatever. But the point they're making is like, you know, because New York is such a (laughs) fucking trash riddled city, sanitation workers now have it even harder because of all these structures that have popped up in the street where they are trying to do their street sweeping, pick up all the trash because God knows we don't have that beloved alley system. Everything goes out front on the street. So it was a matter of time before a garbage truck dragged your fucking ramen shed down the street with it. (laughs) Not to mention, and only because I was listening to a story about this on KCRW here in LA about how like, you know, Everybody's understaffed, including sanitation departments. So you have like, you know, like your garbage men or your trash collectors who are pulling double shifts, who are working like 14 hour shifts and like they try and hire people. It doesn't work. So it's just one other industry that's like completely understaffed. So I'm certainly not insinuating that was like a reason why this happened at all, but it's just like we're all on it together. And it's like, I feel like it again, I'm very surprised it hadn't already happened. <laughs> and you know what? And I, I God, God bless smart New Yorkers who in the comment section are sounding off saying outdoor dining can be such a drag. Oh man. Um, and here's another one. Here's another one with these Manhattan cocktail prices. Sometimes I feel like I'm being taken for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, I think that this restaurant looks like it could shed a few pounds. I don't know. That one's not good. Um, (laughs) Did you ever see the episode of The Simpsons when they go to New York for the first time and like Homer's crossing the street and a cab driver honks and he's like, get out of the street, you moron. And then you see the cab like drive forward and it's dragging like a bike messenger behind him. (laughs) And then the bike messenger's like, yeah, you jackass. Like they're so. Oh, New York's. (laughs) It's perfect. It's a little too perfect. Thank you for riding with New York City Transit. Well, you guys, um, since we have so much more show to get into and y'all didn't write us any stories, yeah. uh, we are just going to jump into part two with Allison Lieber, who I swear to God, she's like the quip queen. She's so quick on her feet. It's <laughs> such a joy talking to her. Yeah, we love Allison. She has brought so much to the table. We hope you guys dive deep into this weird one. And please remember to send those server submitted stories to sideworkpod at gmail.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is a really good segue talking about, like, um, bringing, like, 
a spotlight or making vegetarian restaurants like popular hip, right? So I want to get into our first culty, culty history of the day and talk about the source restaurant or people might know the source family more than more than that. So here in LA on the Sunset Strip, there was once a restaurant uh, who employees were a tight knit, their tight knit group, so entangled and so beloved that they became a family and eventually a cult. And this restaurant was the source, a local LA legend that began on the Sunset Strip in the 60s, named uh, owned by a guy named Jim Baker, <laughs> which is a pretty foreshadowing cult leader. Yeah, name. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he took on the name Father Yod eventually. He's a former Marine. He's a jiu-jitsu master. Uh, he's accused of murder. And he's this quasi-spiritual leader um, that and, and it also has a guru. Um, you know, he's a, has a yogi guru. He's very into like the kundalini yoga. Um, yes. So he basically on a hike, this guy, he, and I think he also, there's a whole documentary you can watch, which is amazing. He has like two families on the other side of the country that he just leaves. He ends up in California. Um, so the source was one of the most popular first vegetarian restaurants in Hollywood and adopted by A-listers. Fucking Marlon Brando, John Lennon, Warren Beatty, like uh, Joni Mitchell, Goldie Hawn. Anybody who's fucking anybody is eating at this restaurant. Um, which is super awesome. And, and, and it does explain like modern day, like this LA eater article says, um, examples of modern day vegetarian restaurants, like a cafe gratitude with its feel good messages, right? A wholesome aesthetic. Um, the source started all of that. Mm. I've never heard of that. That's awesome. The documentary is incredible. So Jim, so you basically have like all these young kids that are working at the source, you know, and then they do, they kind of are all friends. They all lead the same lifestyle. It's the sixties. We all know it's like Charles Manson fucking murdering people. <laughs> Cults are happening left and right, you know, like serial killers are, yeah. Like starting to happen. You know, we, we all know Short skirts cue the soundtrack, yeah. cue the soundtrack, you know? So they're all, they all wear robes to work. They all wear whites. And then eventually they wow. decide to give up everything and devote themselves to Jim, who is now this father yod. Um, and even the money they had, everything given to this family, this lifestyle. So you've got people who are coming in who were the well-known photographers and have amazing careers and they give it all up to work for free at a restaurant. <laughs> also what most of us do when it's a bad week, <laughs> we give mm -hmm. it all up to work for basically free. Cause mm -hmm. there's no hourly wage. Hey, Oh, mm -hmm. I mean, we're doing better now, but you know. <laughs> so in order to open it, uh, father Yod, he claimed he convinced a hiker he had met on a Calabasas trail to loan him $35,000 to open the restaurant based on the dietary wisdom found in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Who? And that's Just how kidding. we got. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we got the money to open this place. Um, and yeah, super popular. One of the hottest items on the menu was the aware salad, which contained carrots, beets, cucumber, romaine, avocado, avocado. That's right. Avocado, <laughs> alfalfa seeds, red cabbage, tomato, sunflower seeds, and nuts. 
And, you know, like anybody else, it's like they have juices. They've got, I don't know. It's, it's a whole. Uh, so, okay. So basically they have the restaurant where everybody's working and then they all rent a house in Los Feliz and start living together. Um, very peacefully. They're doing meditation every single day, but eventually father Yod, who has one wife decides, "Mm, I want multiple wives as it goes, you know, (laughs) they all do. It's, it's, it's literally just like, do you just go for it right out of the gates? Cause that's what we expect of you. Or do you Mm -hmm. like, are you like, I'm going to wait, I'm going to be pleasant about it and wait nine months. Into the, I was uh, in, in, in indoctrination. His in yeah. his defense, do you know how what a pain in the ass sprouting is? I mean, to get some <laughs> like, if you can get some backup on that, you know, free, free, you free some help. I was thinking it was like you're like his wife, and then he comes to you, and he's like, "Okay, we're going to have a bunch of multiple." Uh, wives now it's like he you're the head server at a restaurant and you do something wrong and you're demoted and get the shitty shifts you know so kind of same feels but the source reports um claiming that they were earning ten thousand dollars a day and it's wow back in the 60s forty thousand dollars today which is kind of fucking crazy that is wild yeah and of course father yod uh I don't know. I don't seeing. I'm not seeing no. Dollar twenty five. Italian salad three dollars. Wow. Chinese salad three twenty five. Like not not as eighty cents for a juice. Yeah. Well, when not you're saving on crazy. labor, though, I'm not being sarcastic. But when you are saving Absolutely. on paper, there's no output. It all just gets raked back yeah. into then get yourself fancy gold watches and Rolls Royces because we all know and bitches that's where it goes. And don't forget bitches. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all your bitches. Um, these guys also went on to, to form a psychedelic rock group, oh. um, which is kind is some of the craziest psychedelic music. They would do like oh. fully recorded two hour sessions, and they'd be like, "That's the album, print it," and you can go back and listen to a lot of this. What is what's the name of their band? I think it's just I have to the look source, really quick. The source. It men. might just be the source family. I'm gonna have Brian okay. look right now. But oh, um awesome. of course, like you do, you know, you introduce sex magic into your cult and things just start to go south. And then you all just decide to go to Hawaii where it all just fizzles out. <laughs> but but stemmed from a restaurant, like specifically being I wanna create this type of movement, like you know, call, calling it the source. It was an old burger restaurant. And he, he, Father Yod was like, the, this, the name just came to me. It was like the source for something deeper, um, which, yeah. Well, I mean, super. you got to eat. So, you know, I mean, like it, it, it's kind of it is kind of a genius meeting place. You know, I mean, everyone's got to eat, you know, well, so, you know, like people mm-hmm. are coming in. Every church already has their church. So yeah, well, you right. do that. And then. You introduced a few exotic flavors, a little nutritional yeast, really gets real panty dropper, that nutritional yeast. And it is. It's my it's my five year old niece's favorite flavor yeah. of good food. Oh, yeah. Nutritional yeast. It's, exactly. <laughs> you know, but if you never have, you know, coming from obviously the food like in the 50s and 60s being made in the home was there was a lot of canned goods. There was a lot of and you can. Yeah, you can point to like oh we're eating food that's grown from the earth like there's a story there chicks love that 
right? Like, <laughs> I dig it. Well, that time and place, too, it was like, you know, our parents or people, like, a bit older than them rejecting uh, the World War that II parents and the greatest, yeah, the greatest generation and the way that they did things as much as there was, like, a big... Vietnam um, War. Exactly. But, right, so there was just a lot of rejecting the last 20 to 30 years of society going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and a real like, let's get back to the land feeling, which I I get it. Why do you think I live in California? Yeah. I see it. <laughs> you know, I love that it's an option. Should I have a total meltdown? I know that there's a farm I can go live on and, uh, you know. <laughs> You can Work get and it. receive the love you never got from your parents. Exactly. From somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoha Wa is the name of the psychedelic rock band, uh, by the way. Alexa, um, Yoha Wa. Um, but this is an interesting you know you're you're turning like like hollywood like rock and roll vegetarianism you know this is the elite version of it that's the thing too is right like allison what you said prior to this is like it's not that being a vegan or vegetarian is culty right these are good choices that you can make they're based in really sensible like it's what the earth provides you so why why not eat what grows from the earth very simplistic it's when the vegans and the vegetarian cult leaders start to wrangle in the celebrity it gets dark mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. where you see it go just haywire it, it it is just like again as if celebrities can't already feel special enough now they need their special person eating club you know and if you get endorsed by a really a-list person well then oh fuck and so what i saw a lot of at the candle cafe was the hierarchy with the owners even with their vegan mission was number one on the list was celebrity then animals then other people mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and the rest of us were expendable, but celebrities, number one, they absolutely outweighed the importance of animals any wow. day of the week. Well, and I us. love what you're saying, too, though, because like what what, you know, what does celebrity represent to exactly? People? And so it's but like that's true it's in, beyond like, non veg. That's non vegetarian restaurants. That's like everywhere. But I, I, I feel like in non vegetarian restaurants, you are the celebrity because you you're there and you can afford it and you can you. You're 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 at that like God man animal chain at that point. And then mash, and then mashed potatoes, right? But like right. I cause I can't really think of too many too many meat based restaurants where there's like a celebrity face to it. Other than people that we've we've researched in the past, like celebrities who just have embarrassing amounts of money will franchise shit. But it like mom's spaghetti, even, but, but the, right or uh, <laughs> right or even Donald Trump with his fucking steaks. Okay, great, but Ugh. it's like there's something that is more elite and special and need to know and invokes curiosity than like a bunch of fucking celebrities who, by the way, I waited on five days a week. You know, everyone you can think of, yeah. everyone, and it was just also an in the know. I think celebrities like to gossip and give each other tips, like where can I go where I'll be surrounded by my ilk, you know. And so it it was, you know, the the celebrity grapevine. That's where they heard it, and then they yeah. would all show up at the vegan restaurant. Well, the vegan restaurant Super. I worked at had a farm theme. It was very casual versus some of the other ones that have a little more 
temple-like aesthetic and like uh well i mean you know willie nelson i waited on willie nelson and like i'm impressed i'm i gotta tell you i waited on stevie wonder i waited i waited on erica badu i wait i waited on uh jim carrey um and and i don't danny devito actually (laughs) oh that's funny because you know what erica badu who i think she's still married to common but common Mm -hmm. was one of my regulars when they were together in new york city so they just would bounce from vegan fucking la vegan spot to new york city spot and we were both suffering simultaneously across the country from one another (laughs) waiting on them You know who else I waited on that was an interesting cat is, do you know who Highway Ricky Ross is? No. So Highway idea. Ricky Ross, he was like, um, in the Iran, Iran Contra, um, he was the one that's credited to bring crack to LA. Whoa. Yeah. And he's out and. But I'm a vegan. But, okay. But, let me be clear. Well, I'm but, a vegan. But okay. like, so, yeah. So, but what, you know, actually he was a really nice guy and, um, you know, he would bring, he was introducing though to a whole population. You know what I mean? It's like, it's interesting. I don't know. It's he's, he's also, he's like, he's like, I've got a lot of crack to move and I need to get it to the next tier of celebrity. I better start eating at this vegan restaurant. That's was he where like, you find was, he, was he like, this buffalo cauliflower is crack? Was he like, was He's like, I know I was known for being actual crack, but this buffalo cauliflower doesn't even come close. Takes the shit cake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, like, but I guess what I'm like, you know, I remember the first time I saw someone take a picture of their food when they were eating it. I was like, what the, what's going on? And then it was like this like thing people started taking. And so, you know, and then they, it's beyond me why I would look at someone else's lunch, but, um, you know, like, but if it is like a new food or or a new way of eating people, I don't know. I see the benefit of it now because yeah, some people, I used to work with a guy in Chicago who's my age. So nice. Every morning he went and got French fries before work for potassium. Thank you. Chicago educational system. I was like, don't you like I was like, why are you doing that? Whatever. He legit thought potatoes potassium. Oh no. Not so lost on him that the preparation, you know, fucks it all up. So I don't know. I you know, I I love it. I love vegan restaurants as an information center for people to like have these conversations because we are breaking up some pretty sh- shitty patterns that Coca-Cola yes. and all those, mm-hmm. you know. General Mills and all that stuff it continues to push forward, you know, with our college curriculums and everything. It's just like we're talking about when it gets culty and people are like, they don't have an, it's just food, folks. Relax. Right. And overtaken by celebrity. And you're sitting here going yeah. like actually vegetables and grains and all this other stuff is some of the least expensive, you know, say if you're just grocery shopping for yourself and trying to stay alive and you're like, I'm going to have like a rice and beans dinner. That's a really cheap meal. Somehow at these fancy ass vegan places, that's a $13 platter. Mm -hmm. You're like, somehow you managed to charge me five times the, I don't know. So it's whatever. I'm not getting into that part of it, but yeah, everything gets, everything gets co-opted. I think the whole, the whole idea behind it and the lifestyle and the food is, is in essence good. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And I've I've been on that path a few times in my life, on and off. Always tempted away by bacon. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you going to know? I just, I never claim anything. I don't claim I'm vegan. I I'm don't done claim, doing that. Yeah, because yeah, it's just like, you know, it's just a trap because people will use it against you. I mean, when I married, point. when I married my husband and my husband's Mexican, they all assumed I was gluten free without like, I didn't even say anything. you just have that vibe. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but like, they're like, oh, it's organic or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm, I don't eat just that. But so, yeah, it can. Turn You're such, nurse. such a gluten free Karen over here. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, totally. let's get into another yes, yes. restaurant, shall we? Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the yellow deli run by the 12 tribes. So the 12 tribes is a Christian sect evangelistic lifestyle. They're more of a sect. They, they claim no, they're not a cult. However, if you join, <laughs> You give up all your possessions. Oh. It's a big step, but everybody there has, has has to do it. Then there's such a community in the true sense of the word. It's like a real family. huh? Everyone works to benefit the group. But what they do is they try and recreate biblical life. So oh. 12 tribes conforms to a patriarchal society where older males are considered elders capable of making decisions for the group. Tell me, in addition tell to me. Turning, yeah. And in addition to turning back the clock on gender roles, the group also rejects multiculturalism. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. Hey, okay. Yeah, good. yeah. Um, yeah. members are more, you know, they, they say no to the, I, me, mine culture. They disagree with the current Christian doctrine, which puts so much emphasis on personal salvation instead of focusing efforts on improving the entire nation, which, you know, we all know we need more of, um, but there's nearly a dozen chapters scattered through the U S uh, wow. New York, Vermont, Tennessee, Colorado, and Florida, and here in California. Um, and the yellow deli is the big restaurant that they run and own and have multiple restaurants working across the country. Um, so let's paint a picture. So when you first enter the yellow deli, yeah, you know, you hear gentle hymns streaming oh. from wall mounted speakers. There's vines that weave the lattice above the patio patrons sit at darkly stained tables and a few feet from the entrance stands a middle-aged man with a beard, a ponytail, and a smile. The dozen employees working the cafe appear to be from diff a different time and place. The men, young and old, look like 1960s hippies. They have beards and their hair is tied back into ponytails. The women resemble the Amish. They're barefaced. Their hair is long, tied back in ponytails, and they wear homemade long sleeve blouses with dresses that flow to their ankles. Most wear sandals and sock with socks covering their feet. Because we all know if you wear socks, it's not against health code, guys. Um, <laughs> People from their 20s to their 60s, usually. But um, here's what's interesting, which I think is amazing. In February 2008, a labor, the deputy labor commissioner conducted an inspection um, of the site and had found that they're basically, they're not, obviously, they're not paying their employees because they all give back in, right? They put back into the community. But there's no unemployment. There's no sick pay. Sick pay. There's no workman's workman's comp. They're not paying into anything like that while running these restaurants, which are huge violations in state laws and workers' rights. Which is right, right, yeah. 
which I think is crazy. And they're also are busted a ton uh, for child abuse, no. specifically child labor. <laughs> and the, this guy who did the, he wrote a Vice article was like, I didn't see any kids getting hit, but they were basically like switches leaning against walls, like all over the property that he went to where the yeah. restaurant was. Mm-hmm. So this one's interesting. <laughs> I, I so oh go ahead, sorry. Oh no no, and this is the same one where Vice wrote about this same group. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's I mean, they're definitely. Yeah, there were layers to the onion. It seemed like they've been taught to not um, be super forthcoming right off the bat, if you ask them, you know, sort of about the secret menu. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they they kind of give, it seemed like flippant, like non-answers at first. And I suppose you would have to like keep pushing to like before they let you in. Because I think ultimately when you're a little cagey about what you're doing, there has to be some thought or admission to yourself that like, we're, we're kind of doing some fucked up shit here. So I think that's it. You know, the guy who wrote the vice article was like, yeah, they think feminism leads to homosexuality, but God damn it. Was that the best veggie burger I've ever had in my whole life? (laughs) 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 It's fucking crazy. (laughs) Oh my God. I just got on their website. They're open 24 hours. 24 hours a day. I mean, that's another reason to love them. And I don't want to. I want to yeah. I want to say Harry Potter and the Yellow Deli <laughs> with the 12 tribes. That's I mean, we- there's customers Seriously. who say it looks like the Shire inside. I That makes right. me want to go, you know? Oh, my gosh. This is. I know. Wow. The, the more it's like you crackle- into this. Yeah. It's like Cracker Barrel looking almost like, but it's like. It's like if the yeah. Playboy Mansion was decorated by Cracker Barrel. Yeah, it's and they big. don't they they don't push their lifestyle. They're not trying to convert you. You know, I know that like Harry Krishna's had their own kind of cafe food movement too. They were doing for a while, and those we all know the Harry Krishna's like that's what they do. They're like, come on, be with us, like we're strength in numbers. Um, but you know the the uh, twelve tribes. I believe they had on the bottom of the menu um, saying, we serve the fruit of the spirit. Why not ask? So I yeah, think ask if you what that is. ask what the fruit of the spirit is, and then you get it's it's you can get the pitch. You can order the pitch off the menu. I like this. Mm-hmm. And I also like that, obviously, when they got in trouble for this whole like no workers compensation, crazy shit, they tried to come back with saying, well, everyone here is a volunteer. Right. You know, and it's just like, oh, good God. Like, yeah. And yeah. they're like, I, we won't pay. I won't pay it when yeah. they get oh, the fines. Oh, you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a bunch of doubles back to back of volunteering at the restaurant <laughs> again. I, who, oh. who owns it? Like, who's the, who's the big, who's in charge? Who's getting all they, the money? I, what, their co-op. leader recently died, I believe. One of the big leaders died this past year. <gasps> I also read that one of the big leaders in Australia, <laughs> I was like, should I put this into the, the the episode or not? Like a 17-year-old kid who was part of it, like basically set that guy's house on fire and killed him. Like, so that's Ooh. fun. That's a documentary, another documentary waiting to be, ha- you know, made. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, it, it immediately makes me want to talk about the place that I know we've all eaten at in Chicago, Victory's <gasps> Banner. Oh, my God. I love Victory Banner. To be fair, I lived off of Roscoe um, uh, in Roscoe Village. So I was like a stone's throw, but was always too scared to just stop in and have lunch alone. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. I don't know what this is. But then thankfully, our good friend, Allison. So good. Indoctrinated <laughs> us. And, you know, I actually don't know if I if I'm being honest, I thought it was what's what's her name? Ama, the spiritual leader. Was it Ama who is the the followers? Mm. I thought it. No, it's it's a it's a guy. It's a guru named Sri Chinmoy. Oh, no, you're sorry. We would go. And before we get into the history of, of him. Right. We would go and it was like the most brightly, beautifully painted restaurant with beautiful, happy art everywhere. Lavender walls. All of our servers are wearing saris. Right. And there's TV monitors with like their guru on it, which we now know as Sri. And I think all of us were like, what's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) But then, like, life forever changed by, ugh, I need to remember the name of the dish. Regardless, it was scrambled eggs that were scrambled with pesto, spinach, basil, <gasps> mm-hmm. and uh, go- goat cheese, I believe. And mm-hmm. I'd never had that combination. And I was like, seriously, kill me now. This is the most delicious, probably with, like, a, you know, a vegetarian or a chicken sausage or something on the side. I don't remember if the whole thing was vegetarian. Do you? I think I, I remember. I think only, it was. I think it was too. They had an amazing breakfast burrito. Yep. I remember that. Um, the peanut butter French toast, also totally amazing. And then I got reminded in this article that they had like bottomless chai tea, which was so good. Yeah, I'm not really yeah. uh, much of a. I, I, if I can't even handle the bottomless mimosa situation, really not what am I gonna do with bottomless, bottomless chai? Tea? Hey, this is their lifestyle answer to a bottomless I got mimosa. It. I got it. I understand. Um, but they, you know, when asked if they were part of a religion, the servers, it, right? The servers mm-hmm. are approached because I think first things first, you're going like. Huh, you're like that's a that's a bunch of white girls wearing these saris. Okay, mm-hmm. so I have questions. Yeah, they're actually part of a meditation group, quote unquote. They said, quote unquote, meditation group that Sri uh, Chinmoy founded. Um, and he w- influenced people all over the world. And there are restaurants all over the world opened. I- I'm like, is he part owner? Is he just inspiring these places to open? That's what I'm curious about. I'm like, is, is he it like the, the hot new version of a franchise? But right. it's vegetarian cult restaurant. Freeway and right. Subway. Exactly. Um, um, but he is he is at least partially responsible for the health food movement of the 1960s and 1970s, um, according to this article from the takeout that I found, which is, you know, good for him. It is so funny, like your headspace in the morning. Like, first of all, I also like I'm better now, but I used to have a lot of social anxiety first thing in the morning. Like brunch or breakfast, meeting people was like a disaster. It was a, it was a big ask to get me out to do that. 
I'm like, I'm not grounded yet. There's too much confusion. You know, I haven't had coffee. Like I'm not, I'm not at my best in public in the morning. Right. And so you're sitting down, you finally get a table cause there's a wait, and you're like, Whoa, this menu looks amazing. And you know, you're so busy looking at your server in a puzzled way. And then you're talking over the table. It takes a minute to look around and to be like, are these just photos of the same guru proving his strength? Like in this one, he's like lifting some barbells. He's doing calisthenics in another. By that time, the the bill has been dropped and they need to get another four top over there. And you kind of fucking forget what you just looked at. And you're like, that was delicious. And you're like, what the fuck was I? And it takes a few visits to be like, oh, shit, there's something else going on with this place. Um, There's a little link I put in here that shows all of the different restaurants that and enterprises that he has, aside, you know, besides cafes and restaurants, there's flower shops. But if you look at these oh, wow. ladies... All of them have the same font and the same kind of blue awning, just like Victory's Banner did, which I think is very interesting. Everybody like adhering to the same consciousness. But I, I yeah, this one is like it. It's definitely super lifestyle-y, but I don't this one. I'm like, I kind of like and love. I, I think <laughs> I love it more. For the real maple syrup, stay for it. The, the I mean, I I don't know. I it never. I, I don't know. I never had any because um, there was another restaurant I went to in New York that was I think his um, in two thousand two, and I, friends from Chicago, and they're like, oh, this he is the same guy who owns Victory Banner or whatever. Was that the name you're thinking of the Amon or Amon Brahma or something like Amma that. I saw like, that do you know who I'm talking about when I say that she's a woman that people come just to like touch her cloak and oh okay oh, God, no. I, I just saw that listed so I thought maybe that would be her but um but I don't you know I never really, uh I never thought that much about Victory's Banner. I don't know. I'm just like, oh yeah, white girls and saris. Okay. Oh yeah. Like, I know. Like, yeah. It's, it's just so an, it's just another Tuesday for Allison. <laughs> I, I like, think I just remember being like, every time I ate there, I was like, I feel so clean. I know. You know. Yeah, it's so cheer. I, I people would come into town to see me. I pick them up at O'Hare and straight to Victory's Banner. We. I would be like, oh, I'm going to start their day off right with some fresh juice and a little, little bit of sunshine. And it was, I don't know. I always liked it. I don't, I don't really remember. I don't know. I loved it. Maybe it's like oh. the, the gateway to hell, but. That, well, that's why it's like, I texted Andrea. I was like, do you, I was like very foggy, bad memory. Help me. I was like a beautiful, like brunch spot that was vegetarian that had like purple drapes just dra like silk draped everywhere that just was so opposite of anywhere I'd ever been to or worked in my life that was basically everything I worked at was like more or less a dive bar of some sort oh so this was place like, was the clean maybe one of the cleanest restaurants I've ever seen mm -hmm. yeah it was immaculate it was like, crazy and they get you, you know, you walk out with a with a full stomach, high vibes, and feeling a like a few pamphlets mm -hmm. and a few yeah, pamphlets. Reading material. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever go to a meetable uh, in Chicago? 
I think that was no. also religious. Amenable was amazing soups. You could buy a soup there. It was like $24, but it was like, I mean, it cured what ailed you, whatever ailed you. But it was like, it was so good. I would go there. I would, and God, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm so lucky I haven't been in too many cults. I'm sure I have. I've just, <laughs> my, if, but my like debit card bounce or something and I wasn't like, I don't know. I'm always like, yeah, 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 me too, me too. You know, like, oh shit. We, you, you are amongst our friends. I feel like the most, uh, you would be nominated most likely to accidentally join a cult. <laughs> um among You're us me I mean we really okay yeah, it's 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 who you are and why we love you and it would be very very well intentioned as all of these things are mm-hmm. to be honest yeah. that's when you are sold a very simple it couldn't be like like why does life need to be more complicated than giving to the earth and the earth giving back to you and give me your cell phone and also your money mm-hmm. and let's right you get know, yourself another we, wife and yeah exactly. why, why be so yeah. petty about it the, the dominoes just start to fall pretty quickly when you know everything's just open for i remember the three of us went to a dinner that you invited us yeah. to here in los angeles allison oh, and yeah. it was like People were trying to get maybe a catering business up and running. Yep. Yeah. And, and I and I didn't even realize until later that Brooke was like, is there something going on maybe over there? What kind of group is running it? Which whatever. Like, the food was phenomenal. Yeah, so good. Like I shoved it in my face and everybody was beautiful. But like, I think it was just like a really almost quintessential LA experience for me. Mm-hmm. Like looking back on it. Yeah. To be like a, a, a group with a certain lifestyle that they all like agree to made you a beautiful meal. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, yeah. Cause it was at their apartment and they like, mm-hmm. wait, yeah, it was like two friends of ours and their neighbor who was a restaurateur and they were like, we're going to start doing pop-ups. It was actually like a, they were practicing for their pop-up. The food was so good though, wasn't it? Oh my so God. It was really good. Yeah. And I, I think, I feel like we can like sort of like wrap up with some takeaway and advice. And I think a, a piece of advice that immediately comes to mind is like, if you're working at a vegetarian restaurant and really liking the vibes, like it's one thing to have your like pre-shift meeting, but if there's a song you all sing together, <laughs> um, you know, maybe before the shift starts, take Like note. the Pledge of Allegiance, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> maybe take note of that um, um for sure um please tell please talk about this filet of fish information you found first well though. okay so i mean i just in general i had to like you have to stop the way that you know allison was like what is an occult you know and religion like catholicism is just the most approved you know worldwide version of a cult i mean organized religion falls under every tenet of what a cult is right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um to be fair right i'm not just knocking every other smaller lesser known we've all been fleeced by the big ones where god's in charge right Mm -hmm. however so because of catholicism i found a really fun fact was that on fridays because they they do fish fries Mm -hmm. that mcdonald's and burger fast fast food chains were like watching their sales just plummet on fridays and lo and behold, a Catholic money man walks into McDonald's one day and proposes the filet of fish. That shit would have never been on the menu had it not been for Catholicism. Mm, thank you. And 
I well, also yes, I do love a fillet of fish. <laughs> I just I like I love a, a good old Catholic fish fry personally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, like religion in general, whether, you know, however you want to categorize, I mean, I don't prescribe to any faith. So I hope I should have said that as a disclaimer, like I'm not judge. I'm like judgmental of it all, if that makes sense. Or I organize. Yeah. Organize. Super organized. Yeah, totally. Where where you're recruiting people in and yeah, some are good. Some are bad. Some are good, some are bad. What an amazing point to bring up to end all of this too, because I don't know one sect of faith, religion, whatever you practice that doesn't have some sort of dietary restriction that then modern day like restaurants and how they work for the most part will not, you know, cater to whether or not it's a halal restaurant, whether it's a kosher restaurant, where it's a, you know, like this is much bigger when you really start breaking it down right Um, so and it's it's been around us this entire time it's just i think the vegetarianism and the unfortunate crossroads of cults really make it seem like that that's where it originated yeah but it's yeah and it's so fun it's so fun to dive into for you know yeah and if if let's put it this way if everyone was vegetarian vegetarians there would be a meat cult you know what of I mean? Yeah, <laughs> cool. You know, and then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, me too. Where do I sign up? You know, so it's like, it's like whatever's rare and exclusive can make us feel important or in the know of something or filling a void. Um, I mean, I'm still all about eating our vegetables, but it, me too. Yeah, but the cult piece to it is that that's what it is. It's feeling, it's filling a void of something else. I mean, there's a, uh-huh. Whatever, you know, you look at designer purse bag tops, they're in their cults, you know what I mean, or whatever, everyone's got their thing. And there's probably some really dirt bag stuff about, you know, Chanel, uh, Coco Chanel, or Oh, she's a piece, she was a Nazi. Oh, right, I didn't want to go into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So yeah. So that's what... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So that's what I'm, you know, so I don't know. But yeah, it is it, usually whatever is the opposite is like, that's what's in vogue, right? You want to be ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I dig it. So deep stuff, careful. ladies. Yeah, deep, deep, deep chakra <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. And our takeaway is know your boats, keep it clean, and don't flick the bean. There we go. <laughs> uh, I really like that. And um, to wrap it up to Allison, you have been a wonderful guest. So glad that we so could have fun. you on for an ex- yes, extra long you. episode. Yes, this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We, we made up for it by um, assigning you a two-parter. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so happy to be here. Uh, you guys will please, again, any server submitted stories, confessions, triggers from the chat of anything today, send your those time, our way. Yeah, cult, cult stories. Your time working in a vegetarian or vegan restaurant. Hope this sparks some stories you want to send our way. And until then, you know what we say at the end of each episode. Godspeed. And don't join a cult. <laughs> you, you won't get tips. <laughs> well, you will be a volunteer. If they for have a, a restaurant. Or a sister wife. Now play that, play, that, <laughs> w- play that Wild Wild Country song, Brian. <laughs> Let me go get my finger symbols. I'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you.